All right. Well, good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> what is happening? And welcome to the Top Gun episode. Oh, man. All right. All right. We're just going straight in on this. Uh, it's, a, it's a big day, and it required a big theme. It's America's birthday today. Happy oh, 4th of July, everybody. This is our 4th of July episode. All this is news to me. <laughs> Josh and I thought, what was more American? Top Gun. Yep. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Yeah. I I wish I would have dressed more appropriately <laughs> if uh, if this video does make it to the internet. I am in pajamas, basically. I wore a green t-shirt. It's kind of Top Gunny. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know, gray and blue. You got blue. your NASA. Hey. I got my NASA hat, Space Force hat on. Yeah, I got thanked in a Starbucks drive-thru for my service, and I was basically wearing what I'm wearing right now. Uh, And the only thing that the buddies could think of was that I was wearing my NASA hat. So that's got to be it. Yeah, I guess they this teenager thought I went to the moon or something, and that's real depressing because I don't feel like I look that old. I got trying to go. I I was at Cracker Barrel once. And Gross. some, dude, it's called Crapper Barrel for a reason. All right, we're gonna just move past that in the name of America. I already and gave unity. you fucking Papa John's. Calm your tits, bro. <laughs> <sighs> you didn't give me Papa John's. Yeah, I did. No, it just won because it was factually superior. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I was at Cracker Barrel, and and some lady came up and asked if I was in the service, and I was like, "No." What about me? Says got a black t shirt on, and I think I had like green pants, yeah, but not like camo or army, or they were just like green, like joggers. I don't know. Maybe it was my haircut. I think it was similar to this. We just like got a fade. I don't know. That's movie star army haircut, (laughs) right? Yeah, like the real army options. Right. Right. You don't go. I don't know. That'd be. Well, maybe Pete can. Was he able to be like, yeah, I'd like the, uh, I'd like the Brad Pitt. I don't, we're not asking here. him any more fucking questions. Last oh, time we called really him, backfired. he totally made me look like an ass. I know. I thought about teeing up a question to call him since it is the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. He risk got it. his spotlight. Yeah, I he's, wouldn't risk it. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's got enough as it is. Yeah. Um. Well, July Fourth, lots happened. Yeah. Congrats on the new kid. Yeah, I'm. You know what? As of this moment. Kid's not actually here, but by the time this episode comes out, yes, yes, he will be here. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, what else has happened in the world? Um, well, let's see. The January 6th committee has probably wrapped up on all of their primetime evening television. Yep. Um, what a wild ride that was. Wacky. Some <laughs> from, revelations. Some Some revelations. Some just kooky stuff from top to bottom. Those those January six yeah. rascals. The best was when Zelensky showed up on cam <laughs> and was just even more of a hero. <laughs> Nobody knew what he said because it wasn't translated. Yeah, but, but it was a magical. He moment. just popped up and was like, "You heard United Nations in there a couple times." And what's yeah. what's his first name? Because I, it's it's. <laughs> I saw Ukraine, something. probably. Ukraine well, no, no. Zelensky. It's it's something that's very similar to Vladimir because it's it's a very Sauron Saruman moment. I feel like Vlad <clears throat> is like the Russian equivalent of John. Because like I dated a girl who's who was from Russia 
and her dad's name was Vlad. And I'm pretty sure she had an uncle whose name was Vlad. Like her dad's brother was also named Vlad. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's something. It's like Vladimir with like a Ukrainian accent in the, in the spelling. Like Vladimir. <laughs> right. It's something really similar. Yeah. And I thought it was a joke the first time I read it because it was it was so it was like. Your dentist's name is Crentis. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why he became a dentist. That's one of those moments that it was. Yeah. Um, Stranger Things wrapped up. Yeah. What a finale that was. Oof. I a um, great climax. I'll never forgive them for killing off Steve. Okay. The Duffer brothers are dead to me. I don't. I haven't finished it yet. Does that actually happen? Uh, no one's finished it yet. We're talking about the future right now. It hasn't in what's out in our world right now. Steve's alive and well, as far as we know. Okay, all right. I, I'm getting confused. I'm tired, guys. <laughs> I'm tired as dicks. I, I with with the new baby here. You're sleeping here, less. Just sleeping less. <laughs> it was a rough night. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that a lot of crazy stuff has has happened, will happen, and will continue to happen. It just seems kind of par for the course these yeah. days. I wonder uh, what the status is on our... Uh, oh, it's a, a slight update Yeah, in, in actual time with... Um, we mentioned we had a Russian listener. Yeah. But now, we it, then the next week, we didn't have a Russian listener, but we had, we had a, a Ukrainian, Ukrainian listener. And- <laughs> we don't want to say that he... We're changing hearts and minds out there, folks. <laughs> he was a Russian and changed sides solely because of ours but but the evidence seems to suggest so yeah either that or they just have somebody listening to everything <laughs> that's on the internet to make sure we're not passing spy yeah. games i mean it could be the same way that we theorized another one where they were just on the internet like has anyone posted anything about the apocalypse lately yeah and then they that, found yeah. our that's a possibility yeah that's that's possible but i in my heart of hearts i like to think that's a good, we that's a good story. I like that yeah. angle. Yeah. That's a great... Uh, yeah. That could be a movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I got, I got some stuff to get into, but since I pretty much didn't consult you at all on planning this episode out, I'm going to, uh, quote unquote, let you take over the stick for a minute. Okay. And you can lead questions from our wives. Oh, Perfect. I also have a couple of topics. If we get to them, we get to them. But okay. um, it seems like you have a very set plan. <clears throat> I just realized this was going to be released on the 4th of July. Yeah. So I put a little bit together. This, this will be born on the 4th of July. Yeah. Another Tom Cruise classic. <sighs> Look at that reference. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't know if that's actually a classic. I The only reason I know about it is because of Blink-182. <laughs> that's... That's literally the extent yeah. of my knowledge. I don't think I've well. seen it. I, I definitely, haven't. I don't know. I, I would remember Tom Cruise acting handicapped and shitting on himself. Yeah. I, yep. But I, I yeah, I, I can't say I've seen that one. All right. Questions from our wives. Let me scroll back up after they were doing a little showboating. All right. Oh, boy. What is your best slash worst 4th of July? <clears throat> I would so some of my best Fourth of July's have also turned into my worst Fourth of July's just because of the amount of alcohol consumed. Yep. yep. 
Um, there was one, I think there was one in particular. It was at uh, some a, a mutual friend's in laws' house. Mm-hmm. Was that Stephen or yeah? So Stephen's in laws' <laughs> house. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And this is also where one of my stories is going to be. Yeah. And uh, I had dated their eldest daughter for a brief period mm-hmm. and was still invited out to that Fourth of July. And so it was it was kind of like an awkward thing. Sure. Because like we weren't even like you know broken up for that long. Right. I think like we broke up on Halloween. Lie? Like how yeah. you, how do we interact? Right. And so uh I just remember she had started dating a new guy, I think. And I I might have had like an interim girlfriend or something at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I'm there and I throughout the day I'm just drinking and like basically just trying to avoid her. Um, because you know, that's what you do with exes, I guess. Um, and the end of the night I'm hammered and her new boyfriend is trying to like empty out the keg into pitchers so that, you know, we can have them out on the table and he can return the keg Mm -hmm. that next morning. And I'm out on the deck where the keg is, and I'm just drunkenly rambling about how happy I am that she's found somebody and that he needs to treat her right, (laughs) as if that's any of my business at this point. (laughs) And I just remember, like, that's just honestly one of the the cringiest memories I have of a 4th of July. I hate having memories like that. I don't know if it was quite the exact in, in this situation, but when you look back and you're like, that's not even something I genuinely like have any feelings about. Right. Like, why did I make it seem like this was the most important thing? Why to did me I put ever? myself like in that idiot. position? <laughs> yeah. Like, why did I talk about, talk to him at all? Yeah. And just like, yeah, I just, I just was like rambling on. And I think I cut my stomach up on the grass playing slip and slide flip cup. <laughs> like, cause we went from the plastic yeah. into the grass and I decided to go on my stomach like an idiot. Yep. And I, I th- I'm pretty sure I was all cut up. And then Don dish soap got in the cuts, which felt bad. Yeah. Disinfected it, though. Yeah, it was clean as a whistle, but yeah, hurt like the dickens. Yeah. <clears throat> Mine um, was at – it wasn't the same year. I think it was a year – probably the year following or the year, the year after that one. But <clears throat> um, I showed up. We were doing 4th of July at my wife's family's mm-hmm. – you know, I'll, yeah, yeah, at grandma's the thing, yeah. And I, I was like, I'm gonna go break off, hang out with the guys for a bit, have a couple of drinks, hang out, you know, let that settle, and then no I'll, such uh, thing as a couple of drinks. <laughs> well, especially not there, not there. And oh no, I didn't even have to like pace myself. They were gonna come grab me. Okay, so I don't remember if I got a ride there or what. But either way, we're out there. This happens to be the infamous. Uh, drive that peter brought over on the jet skis oh this is that was a fourth of july it's me tree. we might need to work that a little clip of that in <laughs> yes it's the three of us me tree and chad yep. on these uh on the jet skis mm-hmm. shouldn't have been out there i yeah. mean in my consciousness clean because i wasn't driving but <laughs> yeah it was one of those moments where we all like we didn't even play any like flip cup or anything, but we did like a, a quick round of drinking. Yeah. And then head out. So we hit the water sober. Yeah. And, and then it all hit. By the time we got back, uh like it was bad. But we 
the footage was hilarious. We're you and I were crying watching it. Oh, but yeah. we were like, I'd be in the middle holding on for dear life. We're going like 60 on these things. And then Tree's like, no, <laughs> like just, just jumps yeah. off and yanks me with him. I've got a GoPro in my hand with no strap, no handle. I'm just holding it. Yeah. I don't know how that didn't get lost. I don't know depths. how, like, so at 60 miles an hour, the water's basically concrete. Yeah, that's what it felt like. So I don't understand how you didn't get concussed. I just assumed that at that point in Tree's life, he was basically just pretty consistently concussed. Yeah, he was just like living in an existence of something he, being like, seriously injured I, on I feel him. like that would explain a lot of his anger and why he doesn't have <laughs> as much now. Hey, that's a solid theory. Like, he was just always concussed, so he was always just trying to punch holes and shit or start <clears> fights <throat> with people. He was always working through, like, physical pain yeah. or the confusion of the brain pain. Right, right. Um, but, so that was a great time. <clears throat> The moment it turned to the worst was we are heading back. I It starts to hit me. I'm like, guys, we should head to shore. We shouldn't be out here. I was still like in control. Like I wasn't like. You were you, were you when you're drunk, which you don't lose your shit until like it's the tipping point. Yeah. And yeah. I feel that coming. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, let's head back. This We shouldn't be out here. <clears throat> we get back. Perfect timing for me. I don't know how everyone else is feeling, but I'm like, boom. The second I like step foot on the dock, I was like couldn't walk straight <laughs> all of a sudden tony walks up to me and he's like dude he's like i just met your wife and your kids and i'm like no you didn't <laughs> they're not here and i look up and they're all walking toward me and i'm oh, like no your kids are about to see your shame <sighs> oh no mistakes were made yeah. like i can't even like see them good <laughs> I don't remember how that all played out, but then we had to hop in a car and then go to grandma, like hang out with uh, everyone for fireworks. Oh, and no. I, you might have met up with us. I have a picture. You did, because I have a picture of me and you sitting by each other. Were you at this one? Maybe th this was the same one. Uh, maybe. Because I have a picture of the two of us. It is pitch black. We're out at the ball fields where we always watch yep. the fireworks. Yep. I have my sunglasses on <laughs> and my hood up and a hat like down. <laughs> it's and like they took a picture and it's like the like the flash is the only reason you can even yeah. see us. And I've got my sunglasses on and I'm just like <laughs> just Hanging your head in shame. Yeah, I'm just like, we're making it through. Nobody's no, nobody suspects a thing. Yep. Yeah, that was that was my lowest. My best. Um, I mean, that was a top one too. Just doing that. Yeah. Um, I also, me and an old friend, the first time I ever smoked weed was on the Fourth of July. Um, we went to um, we're at Richards. That's okay. not where it happened. Right. I know that's what your first yeah, thought well, was about to be. I mean, pretty much every time I smoked it right. for three or four years was at that house. Right. Yeah. We left, and it was my buddy Nick. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, I got some. Like, he was he was all in that scene at that point. And yeah. I'm like, it's America's birthday. Like, let's, let's do it. Let's light up a Mexican import. And we actually kind of started 
a, a thing that we did for three years, but we went out, this is out in Elko. They had mm-hmm. built a like sports area. There's like a playground and a big open field that could be like for soccer mm-hmm. yep, or something. But it was like, there was already something like that that existed and Elko is not big enough to warrant multiples. Hmm. And this one was kind of tucked off to the side and there was an outhouse that had literally never been used. And like actual like a porta potty, like, like a biffy, like okay, the right. big plastic one. And they even had the date that it had like that had last been cleaned, and it was like the day before, like that they had just been installed. Yeah. But we're like, this thing's fresh. We're off in the middle of nowhere. Like that's where we lived out. Go. There wasn't anything to do. We're walking around, and um, I, one of us had to pee. So we went there because it was just we're like, oh, I got to pee. There's a new yeah. fresh clean, or I haven't seen this before. And he came back. He's like, this was brand new. It's so clean. Let's hot box it. This is where we're smoking. <laughs> and um, at, at the end of us doing that, he like uh, ashed out the blunt on the next date below on the thing. So just like a little singe mark. Mm. And the next year, we ended up finding ourselves in the same spot. And we're like, let's, let's check it out. And it, again, it was like, <laughs> it was like, the original date, our ash mark, yesterday to the day that we were there again, Man. and we're like, let's light her up. Yep. So that became that was a little thing we did for a couple of years, and those were super fun. Um, because it was like post fireworks, everyone had kind of dispersed, yeah. and we were just yeah. like hanging out, just like yeah, enjoying like you know that was during school years mm-hmm. too. So it was just like really summer had yeah summer vacation in. yeah <clears throat> some good times. Those yeah. were some good memories. Yeah, that's good. Those memory. are my top, my top, and my worst. Yeah, I can't <laughs> I remember. Like, I, I feel like any one, any Fourth of July that doesn't involve me, like making an ass of myself, is a good Fourth of July yeah, and to win. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All right, next question. All right, what do we got? So, <laughs> you have thirty seconds to convince someone to become a U.S. citizen. What do you say? <sighs> I mean, this might not be a popular answer with some of our listeners, but uh, maybe give it a minute is what I would say. <laughs> Things are a little hot and spicy right now. <laughs> it's a, there's a lot of hot topics going on, yeah, a lot of political just, discord going just, on. Just give it a minute, you know, maybe check out Toronto for a hot second. <laughs> like, yeah. just give it a minute. Yeah, I don't know. What's the wording on that? What's the wording? Of the you question? have 30 seconds 30 to seconds. convince me to become a U.S. citizen. Yeah, I don't know how to word it, but it's. I guess my pitch for it is um, it's always funny hearing people not from America not grasp the absolute absurd level of size yeah. and diversity. Yeah, yeah. Like... In terms of terrain and culture yeah. and um, people thinking they can do Seattle and New York in one trip. <laughs> like, yeah, yikes. Yeah. Um, I think that aspect of things is crazy. And, and and I didn't really grasp that until I read about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like you can be you can be hitting different countries every hour driving in, in yeah. Europe, you know. Yeah. You can drive five hours and hit three countries. Right. And their entire country is one biome and one thing. Right. And it's like you can hit, like, America has all of it. Yeah. Like, it has every jungle, 
like uh, uh, um, I'm trying to remember all of them from school. Like yeah, maritime or not maritime, but yeah. There's the dirty one. Yeah. There's the wet one. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. There's the sandy one, <laughs> the hot one, the cold one. Yeah. Um. So I think that's a huge thing. Um. I think just there's so much. Um. You know, I think the counter to everything that's going on right now is realistically america is so big that that stuff in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter there there really is something for everyone here right like, like there's you can you know i think there's there's a healthy level of being in the know and having a say and and playing your role and voting yeah. and, and knowing what's going on yeah. and, and having these discussions that are going on mm-hmm. and i think that stuff's super important but i think that also gets so like this is what it is. Right. This is what you have to do. Right. Or these crazy things that are happening, you know, school shootings, like this, you have to deal with this. And yeah. it's like, you know, these are things that you have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be honest about what they are and where they're at. But if you could also mute all of that, you probably would never know any of that stuff. <laughs> like yeah. In, yeah. in terms of how big this place is. Right. Um, right. You know, it's, it's, it's all that. And I think, um, you know, my favorite thing about America has always been, uh, you know, it's founded on ideologies that weren't met when it was founded, mm-hmm. you know, of what it could be. And they're almost so pure that you can't realistically actually even attain it. Yeah. So it's almost got like this permanent fuel that can never out... Something to always chase. That you're always... Yeah. If you can at least... You know, whatever political party, whatever you're doing, if if everyone can at least, or the majority can at least, be sticking to those ideals, like yeah, you will never run out of moving forward. And I feel like that's like the majority of our country, right? right. Like not to get crazy political because we try to avoid that as much as possible. Right. But like the majority of our country, we all agree to treat each other civilly and and agree to disagree on stuff. It's just like a bunch of outspoken jerks on right. both sides that <clears throat> kind of spoil it for everyone yeah um so yeah like you know i mean you're always gonna run into somebody who's got a hot you know hot button for a certain issue mm-hmm. but for the most part everyone's kind of just like ah, oh, that's just what you think and mm-hmm. let's just go about it i mean i know i've got hot button issues i'm sure you do too yeah. like but for the most part like you know we don't agree with a lot of the stuff that like, our friends and family think but mm-hmm. we're still friends with them and we still hang out with them. Yeah, we still that's love another them. really big point. <clears throat> I think that gets lost, especially with the internet today, yeah. is you can read somebody's opinion or something that somebody just said and yeah. you're like, if you think this, then you're this. Right. Versus I've been in a conversation with someone that I pretty much disagree with across the board politically. Mm-hmm. But then when you even are just like, well, I don't agree with that because of this. Even they are like, oh well, I guess I didn't really mean it like that. You know, right. like there's just such right. a level of way more common ground than I yeah. think is ever given or is portrayed. Yeah, definitely to outsiders. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so I would say, you know, maybe. maybe How long was that? Was that within thirty seconds? No, I think we talked for maybe <laughs> ten minutes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you know, come here, you'll find something that you'll love. And you might have to put up with a couple of fuck off, we're full bumper stickers, but they don't represent everyone. 
Yep. Nailed it. Love it. Yeah. All right. I like those ones. Yeah. I've got one. I have one quick story I want to tell about a coworker that yeah. just quit. Hop in it. So, a friend of mine from work found a new job. And before he left, he set up his email account to send out emails a couple a day for like four days or something like that okay. to like a small group of friends. Mm-hmm. And they were all just copy and pasted from P.S. I Love You. And he reworked <laughs> it. To talk to us. (laughs) So for four days, I love that so much. The emails from PS, I love you, and changing it to like talk specifically to us. It was so great because he forgot that he did it. And so we texted him, and he's like, "Oh shit, I forgot about those." We're like, "How many of these are there?" He goes, "You'll know." (laughs) I'm like, "What?" You'll know when the final one is about how to well, move on. The last one, I'm like, this sounds really familiar. Because like I've seen PS I Love You maybe once or maybe twice. Yeah. Or for sure once, maybe twice. Yeah. And so I'm like, this one sounds super familiar. Like they all kind of like had like, you know, oh, like that old leather jacket in my office, like you can have. <laughs> but the rest office. of my stuff, get rid of it. You don't you need to make a space for you or whatever. And so <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and so I was like, that's oddly specific. Like, why do I feel like that's so familiar? <laughs> and you would start all of them with my darlings. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or like the subject line would be like, I want you to fall in love again. Or like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was really good. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm 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 all about stuff like that. Yeah. Did he do that from his work when you said? Yeah. So if you replied to it, you'd be like, "Dude, I thought you quit," and it would you just get a bounce back. <laughs> I was want to say, I'm like, I feel like that stuff gets pretty disabled pretty quick. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was shut down that day. <laughs> yeah. But they would they just kept coming. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I apparently, like the server just like hangs onto it or whatever yeah. until it it <sighs> executes it. But yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Dude. It it was it was impressive. And it was like the second to his second to last day. We're like, dude, we're going to happy hour early. Like, just like you don't you don't have to keep working. It's fine. And he goes, he goes. Honestly, guys, I'm really busy. That, I guarantee that's when he was setting it all up. <laughs> just his, taking his last minutes that he could to yep. get it all going. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, I had a, a whole section that I had to tie in. I saw just a random Instagram fact that blew my mind, but it was present related okay so i'm like perfect i'm gonna dig up a bunch of these for the for the episode Mm -hmm. so this first one blew my mind and broke my heart okay george washington died in 1799 Mm -hmm. science didn't prove the existence of dinosaurs until 1841 he died not knowing about dinosaurs? Before then, fossilized dino bones were often thought to belong to an extinct race of giant humans. So America's first president didn't know dinosaurs existed and thought giants were real. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is so wild. Yeah. We can't let that get out because it's going to go from flat earth to, well, I mean, there's already people (laughs) out there that think dinosaurs don't exist, but they're just like, those were the giants that David killed. And then, 
<clears throat> well, yep, Jeez. that's where it was. And so the the the, the post that I saw didn't even have the uh, the giant aspect to it. It was just that he died not knowing dinosaurs are real. And I was like, that's the most depressing thing I've heard in a while. That is wild. But then I looked it up just to get the text of it and and got more. That that that's that what they wild. thought it was. That is so crazy. Yeah. Okay. So I've got a, a list of just America facts. Okay. I got some good ones. All right. Let's hear them. In Kentucky, the number of bourbon barrels outnumbers the state's population by more than two million. <laughs> that wow. That's wild. Okay. Kentucky is, of course, the birthplace of the drink, and it crafts 95% of the world's bourbon supply. That that I that I knew, I think, from when I was doing uh uh liquor samplings when Hannah and I first got together. Yep. And I then the follow-up one <clears throat> is that bourbon is the only native spirit of the United States of America. It was declared by the con by Congress in 1964. In order for an alcohol to be considered bourbon, it must be made with a minimum of 51% corn aged in a charred new oak, new oak barrels and stored at no more than 125 proof and then bottled at no less than 80 proof. Huh. So there's a little bit of a process for it to be declared that, but yeah. it's the only native spirit to the United States. I guess I believe that because like... like <laughs> I just like that we like made one and we we're like, it's perfect. Yeah. Nothing else needs to be done. Well, and also that, like, like, how, like, how do you really remix, like, like, gin or whatever? Like, yeah. they were making whiskey, which had existed for a long time, but then they were like, well, shit, we need this other stuff to, like, eat, so, but we got a shit ton of corn, so let's throw some of that <laughs> in there. Let's see what happens when yeah. we mix these. Um, All right. Oh, this one was pretty great. You don't need a driver's license to compete in NASCAR. Yeah, because there were like kids in <laughs> professional races. Yeah. Um, even drivers who have had their actual licenses suspended from everything from reckless driving to DUIs are still eligible to race in NASCAR. That's wild. That's crazy. I but feel like that's so on brand. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Damn it. I just said it. Cut that out, Cody. Um, yeah, no, I feel like, I guess as long as you're not driving drunk on the track, it's a closed off course. So like, they're probably just like, yeah, he's not going to run any red lights or be a danger to anybody. He just has to take an Uber there. That was a long, slow crack. I was really hoping that that wasn't going to just spill right in my pants and make me look like I peed. Yeah. Um. Okay, this one was funny. I, well... Poor timing. Funny wasn't a good <laughs> choice. I read this wrong the first time, but mm -hmm. um, Lincoln created the Secret Service the day he was assassinated. Oof. I read that as the Secret Service was created the day that Lincoln was assassinated. Yeah. The president who was assassinated April 14th, 1865, signed legislation to create the, the U.S. Secret Service hours before he headed to Ford Theater. Uh, however, the Secret Service wouldn't have saved Lincoln had it been created in time. The original purpose was to combat widespread currency counterfeiting. It wasn't until 1901 that its MO was to protect the president. Huh. Pretty crazy one. John Wilkes would have gotten away with it no matter what. Um, speaking of Richard, 
him and I, he would call me sometimes late at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we've said this before, but I'm always, I was always known for just being awake. Yeah. If anyone needed to call someone. Yeah. If I, like, I would call you when I needed to drive home. <laughs> That's what I and became, I was just like, the thing. If somebody yeah. was too tired to drive, I mm-hmm. got a phone call. He would call me some nights when he was just having a good, like, high idea. Yeah. And he was like, I got to tell someone about it. Yeah. And one time we developed a whole, uh, idea for a spoof of one of the saw movies and it was it was <laughs> it was going to be like the ultimate prequel because it was going to be about the lincoln assassination and it was going to be a hundred percent about that like yeah. a period piece yeah it all happens john wilkes booth gets cornered in the barn and shot yeah and when they search his body there's going to be a tape in there and it's going to be like hello john i'd like to play a game <laughs> i don't <laughs> they didn't. We worked in some time travel. <laughs> I don't remember all the details. <laughs> but we thought that that twist ending was one of the greatest twist endings that had ever been come up with. <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere the whole time. Like, that would be like, it would that's be how like Lincoln the- <laughs> ended. Yeah, so that was 100% how we envisioned it. It would be like this legitimate like period piece drama of lincoln and then there's a complete like <laughs> irrelevant <laughs> plot twist that ties it into saw <laughs> oh i don't think daniel day lewis would have signed on for oh, that we had some good calls yeah richard yeah. uh we also uh i don't remember if it was 2006 going into 2007 or 2007 going into, I think it was 2006 going into, he called me shortly after the new year. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he was like, bro, I just found the craziest video on the internet. I just emailed it to you. <laughs> and that's how I kicked off 2007 watching Saddam Hussein being executed. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> just ringing in the new year <clears throat> with Saddam. I, th- I remember watching that video and yeah. just thinking, like, as much as I don't like the guy, I don't think I wanted to watch somebody die no. today. It doesn't really matter who it is. It's <laughs> yeah. not a fun. It's, it's not fun. Watching people die is not cool. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Mm-mm. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of Lincoln, uh, the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, is in the wrestling hall of fame okay before he took the job in before he took job on top of the nation honest abe was winner of 299 out of his 300 fought matches uh as wrestling hall of fame was only able to account for one loss out of all the matches he fought yeah, the dude was all arms and legs. I guarantee he could just pretzel him up. There was another fact I didn't save the text for, but that he was the tallest president we've ever had. I buy that. <clears throat> so I don't know. I don't remember what the height was. I feel but. like this probably isn't true, but I feel like Theodore Roosevelt was the shortest one. And I think it's just because he kind of looks like a gopher. Yeah. He's like a little honey badger. Yeah. <laughs> just like a real rough rat. Well, he was a rough rider. Yeah. So rough rascal. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, I like that idea. That the description works well. Um, <clears throat> okay, this blew my mind. I didn't know this because I've never been to New York. And 
just to reference last time, my extent of New York knowledge is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Home Alone 2. That Jonah Hill for sure lives there, and I'll run into him when I see him. Because <laughs> I, for whatever reason, 75% of like New York paparazzi pictures I've ever seen are of Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Yeah. I also know that you can. S- the guests of Celebrity Ding Dang Dong stay at the Plaza Hotel because of <laughs> Home Alone 2. Oh, man. <clears throat> uh, Ryan and Crystal were just there. Yeah. And ran into Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. On the sidewalk. And they text us a pretty distinguishable back-of-the-head photo <laughs> of their proof. Honestly, you could send me a picture of the... Any woman with their head shaved from the behind, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's Millie Bobby Brown. She's got full hair." I, well, now she does, yeah. And, um, but the kind of—I mean, I would have believed him regardless. But her boyfriend, who's uh, Bon Jovi's son, was also there. He's I was trying to come up with a clever name like Bon Jovi's son, John Bovi, but I think his name is John Bon Jovi. Right. So it just wasn't working. Right. What, I'm trying to think of another. We both just dropped the ball yeah. big on that one. Yeah. I was trying to come up with like another, what's a, a John rhyming name. So it's Ron Bon Jovi. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they saw her and then they went into a store like immediately, like as they were yeah, um, from the sidewalk. And the one of the store people, I guess, was like, uh, they were just having some small talk. And they were, you know, were like, yeah, we're out of, from Bruce visiting. It's my first time here at Crystal. I've never been. Yeah. And like one of the workers, she was like, oh, cool. Have you seen any celebrities? And they were like, we just passed Millie Bobby Brown outside. And she's like, which direction did she go? <laughs> I'll be right back. He's like, it's my last day of the job. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to go track her down. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, okay. But the fact is the Statue of Liberty, yep. you know, which is, of course, like, one of the most iconic New York related things, real handsome woman, uh, is actually lo- technically located in Jersey City, New Jersey. It's not part of legally part of New York. That's definitely something they don't put on the brochure. <laughs> no, that's a black mark on New York's history wow. right there. <laughs> you think they could have built the island a little in? Like, that's something that is like worthy of a war to win just that little bit of ground, yeah, to claim. I guarantee somebody's tried to like propose a redrawing of the line at some point. Yeah. Out it's of like spite. The fact that the Upper Peninsula exists for, for Michigan. Yeah. That it's just on top of Wisconsin. There's a little piece of Minnesota that's in Canada. Yeah. Here's the difference. We own part of Canada, and the fact that Wisconsin hasn't oh, part reclaimed of part of Michigan tells you everything <laughs> you know about those cowards. <laughs> those damn scanies. Uh, Okay, I had to sneak uh, a little Disney fact in here, because this is actually a great little tidbit. Uh, The Walt Disney Company is the largest consumer of fireworks in the world, which is pretty crazy. But Considering when you consider the whole country of China where they're birthed, and they shoot them off fairly regularly. Yep. But that makes them uh, the second larger... Second largest purchaser of explosive devices behind the United States Department of Defense. Wow. That's crazy. That is wild. 
I mean, I guess they're putting on what is it like a thirty-minute fireworks show every single night? Yeah, there's got to be, and that's you know, um, but there's five Disney parks in America. Mm-hmm. That alone makes they have enough fireworks out of all of those places. I feel like their grand finale is like <clears throat> four cities worth of fireworks. It's though. pretty crazy, yeah. and then especially if they do like the the specific holiday, like the New Year's mm-hmm. and Fourth of July. They have some pretty crazy ones. That's pretty wild, man. That's a that's a crazy fact. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. And then lastly, this is you might know this if you know a little bit of American history, but this is a good one to close out on. Uh, that Independence Day didn't happen on July 4th, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that July 2nd was the day that Congress actually voted to separate from British rule. Um, and that the 4th of July is when uh, John Hancock wrote the first signature on the Declaration of Independence. So it's kind of both days could work for how you ever yeah. wanted to, you know, it was, think, a, it was officiated on the 4th, but yeah. it was like declared Technic- on the 2nd. Yeah. yeah. So, so a little fact what I didn't hmm. know. I mean, that one. just means we got a party 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. I, <laughs> I think even this year, the 2nd is on the week. I think the 1st the is like Tuesday or the 4th. Okay. What is what's today? Is it <laughs> yeah, is whatever it whatever today whatever is. Today is that's quickly looks through the calendar on my phone. Um, yeah, those are some good facts. Those are some good facts. Yep. Well, we learned a lot there. Was, yeah. Uh, um, all right, <clears throat> it's time for some Top Gun. Oof, we just saw this a week ago. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about both movies. Yep. Um. For sure, going to be spoilers on the first one. I'll, there's nothing if you haven't seen it by now. It's yeah, if you fun. haven't seen the first Top Gun, it's on. It's even on Netflix right now, and it's been number one for like a week. So if you yeah. haven't watched it, that's on you. That's on you. Um, and then I want to stay spoiler free for the second one. There's one thing I want to talk about that's minor. I'll I'll, I'll give you a warning. Okay. But, um, otherwise, um, we'll try and stick to like what's shown in the trailers. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a pretty big stickler on spoilers. I like re- I I hate telling anyone any spoilers. I do it on accident a lot. My wife <laughs> tells me to shut up a lot. I I just love, especially if I'm gonna even have a remote chance of yeah. seeing it with somebody. Yeah, I'm like I'm not gonna ruin that for me. Yeah, like I don't. It's not even fully about you. My only like caveat to that is, um. You know, some people are like, I like it better when I know the spoilers. Like, it's better for me to know going in. Like our buddy Ronnie. Is that, yeah, he's all about that. He, so him, he's the only one I would talk spoilers with. My mom is another one who genuinely enjoys, like, she is, gets way more enjoyment, not stressing about like what the twist is sure. going to be, what's going to happen. Sure. Uh, my wife tries to be that way. She's like, just tell me. And but I'm like I'm it's not happening because yeah. I have seen you lose your mind at right. the greatest twist of all time and you loved it like yeah. I'm never gonna rob that from yeah. you. The only caveat to that is is uh, if there's a death, I will tell her who dies in a movie. I so Hannah Hannah wants to know with spoilers. Mm-hmm. Like if I've seen something before, she's like, oh my gosh, that guy's gonna die, isn't he? And I'm just like, I don't know, we'll see. And there's, she be hates a, when I do that. But <laughs> there'd be a handful of movies like if it's 
if the death is like a twist yeah or something crazy then i it would depend on what the movie was but then i might try and keep that one low-key but yeah that's the only one but it has to be something where i'm like okay i know that that genuinely won't ruin that or like it that increases your enjoyment somehow i for me like there are certain things that like i don't want spoiled for me but like like if if i'm really familiar with the source material I just kind of want to see how they're going to handle it. Right. Like, like in in uh, uh, Captain America: Civil War, mm-hmm. that like the Civil War comic series was when I first started college. There was a comic book store like within walking distance of the school I was going to, and Civil War was like the first series that I got big into when I was like eighteen or whatever. And so I I spoiled the hell out of that movie for myself because I wanted to see how they were going to handle it because I already knew the gist of the story. Right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> my. I've had that feeling about that stance on spoilers for forever. Yeah. The one time I broke that was Katie and I went and saw Shutter Island. Great movie. We were, the grandparents live right next to the movie theater. Yep. We swung by and visited with them after. And they were like, oh, we saw the preview for that, but that didn't really look like our thing. Like, how did that, how was that? And they were like, we're not going to see us. Just we let us know how that all happened. And I'm like, you know, old people like they're all right. Like yeah. I'll make an exception. I'm not yeah. gonna be a stickler. I tell them the entire movie, <laughs> the right? entire three hour movie. Yeah, well, like all the major yeah, beats, yeah. what all it's yeah. all about, how I felt about it, how yeah. crazy things were. I then, like six months later, was talking to someone, and they were like. Well, grandma told us how you just totally ruined the Shutter Island for them. Like, you just spoiled the whole movie, so I'm not going to ask you. And I was like, are you they kidding me? They were never going to see it. <laughs> so that, like, you, that was my one time I was like, oh, I'll make an exception. And, you got burned. and burned. Just thrown, like, I was like. Don't be a monkey's uncle. Like, they talked to somebody else and telling, like, that I'm just a movie spoiler. Jeez. Now, if they would have said that about me, absolutely. I've spoiled so many <laughs> movies for so many people that it's become a thing in my marriage. Oh, man. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. I just, I get so excited Yeah, that I just start talking, and before I know it, I'm like, yeah, and then so-and-so dies at the end, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then Hannah's like, uh, you just ruined the whole movie for him. I'm like, no, that doesn't spoil anything. He's just the main character. <laughs> it's wow. That was just like... The climax of the whole story. Yeah. Um, okay. So I hadn't, I don't know that I'd ever seen Top Gun fully through. I think the closest was it was on TV once when I was younger. Sure. And I watched like the TV cut and I was playing. It's more or less the same. Yeah. Um, and then I got so psyched. I remember the first trailer, like the teaser for the new one came out. Like three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And just that shot of Tom Cruise, like the cockpit shot yeah. of him launching off the carrier, I yeah. was like, sold. <laughs> I'm in. Like, I don't care what movie this is. This could have been right. Uh, Thomas the Train live action. Like, that shot exists. I'm going to be there. Yeah. And But then the fact that it was like a sequel to Top Gun, and it right. was like, then that elevated all the more. Right. And I have been so psyched for this movie. So... Um, it was coming out soon and I was like, I'm going to, I got to rewatch it because I don't know that I've even seen the original all the way through. Um, and so I watched it 
my first takeaway was how sweaty everybody Everyone. was in every scene. It's didn't like, matter where they were. It's like the Navy has zero air conditioning <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and it was a hot time in, in 1986. 1986 <laughs> was just this. It was the sweatiest year on record. It was honestly. the summer of sweat. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I don't like that. That sucks. Oh, Someone's man. chafing. Uh, that and just how much of like a signature like 80s movie that was. Oh, man. Dude. Like. <sighs> I mean, we're talking like the jeans are just the right 80s like fade. Like yep. the haircuts are like, you know that they spent so much. Like Val Kilmer, he was getting that flat top perfect every day. Yep. Yeah, and man. And then they, they had to like, I bet they devised like a device to hide his hair while they sprayed all that fake sweat on him. <laughs> they, I mean, they would <laughs> they have, have to. to. They literally, so much sweat. I, like, I feel like at that point it would just make more sense to just like cover them in baby oil or something. That's that. I guarantee that's what they did. Yeah, like it's, for sure, at least their bodies. It was a hundred percent like a stylistic choice because it yeah. wasn't even at first. I'm like, man, it must be hot on those aircraft carriers. And then they're just like driving. Yeah. Then they're like they come elsewhere. Out of they're they're in a car. Yeah, they come out of the shower. He's and they're on already a motorcycle sweating. going a hundred miles an hour, and he's still glistening. <laughs> yes. And so I was like, this is so intentional. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was even, you know, if you hadn't even grown up in that era, like if you were to watch that, you'd have been like, oh, this is what, yeah. that's why that was a big, like that's, yeah. this is what 80s action was. Fun fact it? about that movie. <laughs> there were Navy recruiters outside of the theaters for like weeks after that movie premiered. Yeah. So that was, um, it was basically a recruitment tool for the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of ties into some stuff for the the second on, how, like how much access I bet they had. Oh yeah, because they want a bunch of teenagers to see and be like, <laughs> right. "Well, my dick's hard for F-15s." Right. Like I bet it's. I don't know that there's even like it's this like, out there on how much it is, but it's. I always wonder with like Call of Duty, like that's got to be such an, an invaluable tool for like the army and. Oh yeah. Like how yeah. much are they like? Hey. What do you need help well, with? When I was, <laughs> you know, when I was nineteen or twenty, um, I had some time before a shift at Caribou, so I went to the the Burnsville Mall arcade mm-hmm. and played Silent Scope. And I'd played that game a dozen times. Like it wasn't the first three levels weren't hard. I basically had where the guys were memorized, mm-hmm. and so I'm just like headshotting everyone, uh, and. I get to this, like, it's always, like, the third level or whatever. It's, like, you're at a football stadium, and I can never shoot the bad guy and like quick enough to save the hostage or whatever, and I get game right, over. Right, And so uh, I'm done. I look, you know, I look at what time it is, and I turn around, and there at the mall at that time, there was uh, an Army recruiter, like, office in the mall. Mm-hmm. I turn around, and there is an Army recruiter. And he goes, you got a pretty good shot. <laughs> oh and I said, uh, Thanks. And he hands me his business card and he goes, you ever want to join the military? Call me and I'll get you in. And I go, I'm blind in one eye, so I can't join. Like, I, I wanted to be a pilot. Yeah. Like, I, I there was a, a guy at church, Todd. Yeah. Crane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was in the Air Force. And so he was telling me about, like, this 
squadron that like flew at night only using instruments no lights and i was like that's cool i want to do that mm-hmm. like that was mm-hmm. like, after he told me that i was like i'm joining the air force i told my parents uh so he told me when we were on a missions trip in la when i came back my parents took me to lunch to just like you know i was like i'm joining the air force like that was i told them that day this is what i got yeah. out of that yeah i was like the lord really helped me realize that i'm joining the air force um and then you know i got into a car accident like three months later and <laughs> blind <laughs> my yeah um and so but i tell him that i'm like you know I'm, I'm blind in my left eye yeah and he goes ah we can work around that and i'm like I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, you only need one eye to shoot. I'm like, what? <laughs> Listen, kid, I saw how many people you yeah. just killed in this you game. You blew up so many pixels. How would you like to turn those pixels into people? Yeah. And yeah, that, that was like just a weird moment. Yeah, that is a really weird. Yeah. And I, I considered it and then I was like. I don't know if I have what it takes to kill people. <laughs> like, I don't think that's me. No. Nope. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely not me. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah. Top Gun. So yeah, then another takeaway I had from that was I loved, and this also is just part of that 80s action, I think, of just um, it not having to be this thing. Like I loved that he comes in, he's this hotshot pilot who right. just, puts everything at risk to be the best and the coolest. Yeah. And he doesn't really learn anything from his mistakes throughout the movie and then ends like not getting first place in the Top Gun program. Yeah. Like kind of loses. Yeah. And you're just like, this guy was just him. Like he just came in and did his damn thing. This dude was just like, best friend died. Not too, (laughs) like not great. Gonna fly with the dude who's been asking me the whole time. Yeah. And I'm like, he just didn't even like he didn't even win. Yeah. You know, in the grand scheme of what the, the story was. And like, damn it, if I don't respect that no, him <laughs> yeah. just coming in, he's yeah. just him to himself. The balls on that guy. We're not trying to like have a redemption story, nope. like this guy's just this guy. And yep. here's some fighter pilots. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, that was great. Um and then it it wasn't I until after I had watched that that I had seen, um, shoot I don't even remember what movie it's from of Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino yeah, I don't remember theory. what it is either. It's from a, it's from like a '90s movie. It's I mean obviously it's one he's directed. I feel like he's only been in movies he's directed. Yeah, um, but he it's it's a scene he's at a like a house party. Uh huh. And he breaks down his whole take. On what Top Gun is, so I've I've been that guy at a house party <laughs> in my own home where I'm arguing with dudes over Star Wars, yeah. and everyone else around us is like, "Why are they yelling at each other about fucking lightsabers?" And you're, and I'm just like, so like I I, I painfully identify with that. Yeah. So what's lay, lay it down for us? What's what's this theory he lays okay. that he? So basically, Quentin Tarantino is like, hey. Top Gun's the best movie script of all time. And his buddy's like, come on, right? Mm. And he's like, yeah, it's a man struggling with his homosexuality. <laughs> he's like, you got Iceman, who is like the gay side. And he's just Wh- like... Which, just a side note, if someone... Like, that's such a 180. If someone's pulling me aside and is going to try and pitch like... The best movie script of all time. What's a movie script? Like, that's like... Yeah. I'm even about that. But we're right. we're like at a party and I'm like... This is about to be so pretentious and uh, not the time or place. But then you say something like that. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, even like, his buddy's like, okay, come on. And he's like, no, 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 no just wait, just wait. Yeah. Let me explain this Let to you. Let me get one more sentence yeah. in, and you're not going to want me to yeah. ever leave until right. the story's done. And so he's just like breaking down like how Tom Cruise is struggling with like latent homosexuality, and Val Kilmer is the side of being gay. And I don't remember what the, the woman's name in that movie was, uh, like the love interest. Yeah. And and she's like the side of being straight. And so yeah. like they're hanging out at her house one night and he just like gets up and leaves and she's just like like flustered and frustrated that they didn't do it. And then like the very next scene, she's dressed like a dude. Which <laughs> that that point that one hundred percent won me over to this yeah. theory because I watched the movie and that scene he comes over and he's like, Hey, mind if I take a shower? And it's kind of this whole provocative like that's a setup. Why wouldn't you shower at your house, bro? Like, right. oh, we know what you're well, doing. If a woman came over to my house and was like, hey, can I take a shower? The first words out of my mouth would be, may I join you? <laughs> like, that's... And and how it plays out is this kind of weird thing. And there's, like, some weird tension all of a sudden. And he ends up, like, they have a good time. And then he leaves. And she's just kind of like, huh. Yeah, he just blew and, over her. And it's not a joke. The next scene that she's yeah. in... She has like a like a male cut leather jacket. She's got the jacket and on like a her, black low cap, and her hair's like it's all up, up in yeah. it. You can't even see her long it's hair, a and she's got the super aviators. masculine look. And they run into each other on the elevator, and all of a sudden he's, he's like, like, "Whoa, he's wait like, a minute, what up, mom? <laughs> yeah. How you living? <laughs> yeah, and like, and so like, and." and the, the part that stuck it for me in that is when Quentin Tarantino goes, and what are the last lines in that movie? Val Kilmer looks at Tom Cruise and says, you can ride my tail anytime. And Tom Cruise responds with, and you can ride mine. And it's just like, yep, this is just, like, this is just two dudes yeah. trying to figure out if they're going to butt fuck each other. This was a, a very thought out allegory film. Yeah. Of someone battling back and forth and and flying with a certain team, like deciding which way he's <laughs> yep, flying. Just <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That you have to look it up. If you look up Quentin Tarantino Top Gun Theory on YouTube, yeah. it's hilarious. And then it ends with them pretending to smack dicks at the party, <laughs> screaming sword fight. Yeah, because the guy's so hyped that he like sold it so well. He's like, yeah. you're right. He did sword fight, and they're just like <laughs> pretending to smack dongs, which I don't think gay dudes do. If I'm being completely honest, that do, that doesn't sound like it would feel good. Oh man! Like sometimes, like if I'm running and I slap like <laughs> my dick on my leg, like it doesn't feel good. I don't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Pretty much nothing in terms of like sexual pleasure would I equate to fighting. You know, or like, I mean, you win sex with a man, that's for sure. <laughs> right. Like, in that, or if there's like an emotional, like, right. or like a, a battle of, right. But, but in terms of like actual, the physical act, I'm, I'm, there's no fighting happening. No. There's nothing, you know. No. I mean, you, again, we're not a podcast to kink shame. So if pain's your deal. No, I mean, yeah. If you want to, if you do a little nude wrestling and slip it in there and that's how you guys do your thing that's fine i'm not judging you, oh my gosh um <clears throat> yeah that was it's such a great it's it's perfect it's the it's one of the most ultimate like fan theories i've ever heard because it's, it's yeah it, it, it's so it perfect. works it, it just works yeah i mean whether or not it's true is irrelevant because it right. works it so works well. so perfectly yeah. 
Um, all right. So then we get into the sequel. Yep. We went and saw this last weekend. Uh, I think it's a week ago tomorrow we saw it. <clears throat> yeah. So it was, we went last weekend. Um, and I feel like... First of all, I want to say my forearms were sore the next day from how <laughs> tight I was gripping the chair. You and I got a beer after just to catch up. Yeah. And I was about halfway through my drink and I had to, li- I showed you my hand and it, it was, was still, still shaking. trembling yeah. from adrenaline. Yeah. Like it, that, that movie amps you all the way up. There is nothing to prepare you for the intensity of that final act. Like, like I forgot how cool dog fights were in uh, movies. Like in Top Gun, I, I just remember thinking, like, that's so badass. Yeah. And then you watch it again and you're like, shit yeah that's badass like there's are there are dudes out there that do that yeah and they're the most badass guys ever <clears throat> it's crazy and i think this movie was far superior to the original mm-hmm. but it's one of those weird things where it's like you look like the 80s what did you have like there wasn't a glimpse into pilots into dog fights you, right there wasn't like cool footage of that right there wasn't you couldn't see what that looked like from the cockpit you couldn't you know, it was all like ground footage. Yeah. Let alone was there a cool narrative right. with it and a score and all this all this stuff. So that's it's one of those things where it like gets to stand on the shoulders of what came before it and right. be cooler yeah. because of it. But this totally gets to like you know, you we do like we can have GoPro footage of mm-hmm. like cockpit footage and you can see crazy the, you drones. You can see people getting hit and, by the G's and yeah. And I think just with what you can find on the internet, like you can find a lot that tops the original in terms of just to get a good gauge of what that even is. Yeah. But then you have a movie made today where yeah. it's like you get these crazy, you know, you Cockpit see shots yeah. and like, and there's a crazy planes narrative. make these hard and banks and like, I'm sure some, some shots had to have been CGI. But like, yeah. I, but I think the difference is I read that the original one, they filmed what they thought was going to be like three sequels worth of footage of aerial combat. And then by the end of the day, when they had the movie edited, there was only 2% left that could have been used that hadn't been used because they just had to film as much as they could. And then in the editing room, come up with these shots and come up with these like, what happened in yeah. the dogfight. Whereas this one is everything is planned out and they shoot it like that. You know what's crazy? How many movies did that up until kind of recently? Yeah. Like like if you watch like uh like the Mighty Ducks, for example. Mm-hmm. The Mighty Ducks, there are some like key moments where you're, you know, focusing in on a couple of players like Charlie Conway or, you know, Wildcat or whoever. And and uh like but when they like zoom out and watch the game, you can tell that it's just like a bunch of kids pretending to play hockey. Like everyone's off sides or like, <laughs> right. like no, like, you know, you've got kids skating the wrong way or like, you know, it's just like, you're like, okay. So they just filmed a bunch of kids playing hockey and just made it happen. In editing. Yeah. And then just edited it to look. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, another funny thing with that in mind was what was meticulously planned out and shot was the volleyball scene (laughs) to the point that I guess the uh, studio execs were like, 
fuming. Like they were ready to go fire the director on the spot because I mean of, that is a you know it's a pretty powerful scene. <laughs> Bunch of sweaty abs. It, I mean, it ends up being a, such an iconic moment, right? But I guess they like planned out that game, had the score planned, had every move. Like it was like how you assume it all normally goes. Of like they spent the entire day shooting that director on film in that time that <laughs> just on a volleyball scene <laughs> that director legit was like i don't care if this movie flops i got so much spank bank material that <laughs> <laughs> filmer tom cruise shirtless playing volleyball i'm in yeah um yeah so it's funny i think that having that actually planned out and shot the way like that elevates it to such a level that I can't even hype enough. Yeah. Um, but so we got out of that. And I feel like with a lot of movies, I'll get the movie ends and I'm like on cloud nine, like right on that post movie high. Yep. And then it's usually like. Then you start picking stuff yeah, apart. Yeah, you start picking it apart. Yeah. Then you read reviews or people's opinions or and they bring things up and yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, I guess. I didn't. And then it starts to drop down a couple notches. I feel like each day has gone by, and I'm like, this movie was even better. I didn't even grasp the greatness that I was oh, in. I when I came home that night, Hannah like woke up and she's like, "How was the movie?" I was like, "Really awesome. We're gonna watch it as soon as we can at home." Like it was fantastic. Yeah. I woke up the next day and I was like, "Yeah, that movie was awesome." Like, like I didn't like even after sleeping on it, I was like, "I'm all about that." Yeah. Yeah. And now we're a week later, and I'm like. It was great. Was that the greatest movie ever made? Like, uh, <laughs> like, it was just. <laughs> it's I, one of the best action movies ever. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, so I, I recently uh, got beers with a buddy that I hadn't seen in about five years, a mm-hmm. um, couple nights ago. And um, I, he was one of those, like, he and I were, were very much like kind of movie snobs at that when we were kind of first becoming buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, and like. So we haven't talked in a long time and we're talking again and he still has like a little bit of that like movie snob stuff. Like he's able to like, is this Mike? It's not Mike. Oh. No, it's not Mike. Is this someone I know? Uh, my buddy Kellen. You might know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever met him. Yeah. I, I've yeah. heard of him. Um, I know his brother. Huh? I said, I think I know his brother, right? He doesn't have a brother. Oh, well, <laughs> who am I thinking of? I don't know. Oh. Carry on. I know his brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's news to him too, probably. Um, but so like we were talking about Obi-Wan yeah, and he hates it because the editing kind of pulls him out. And you and I were talking about that. Yep. Like, like overall, I love the show because I'm having fun with it. That's, that's what's important to me is yep. if I can have fun with it, I'll enjoy it. That's a perfect example to me of, I really enjoy it each episode. And then I, I can't help but read things about things. And yeah. then I'm like, <sighs> They don't like it, and they make valid points. Yeah, well, and then I'm like, but then I got to. I'm like, but I like, like it. it. Doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. I like, can just enjoy it. Yeah, I'm very like I. Like, I think I've said this in episodes before. I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum. Mm-hmm. I just want like there's stuff that I like, and if people agree with me, that's awesome. Right. That's what a fandom is, right? Mm-hmm. And like, so like, yeah, there's there's stuff in Obi Wan. I'm just like. Why did he run away from Vader three times? Probably could have cut that down to one. <laughs> I the the most 
thing that I agree with the most is Vader not being able to put out the super fire. He lights a fire, puts it out, the, and then the can't whole put sequence, out the super fire. Somebody was like, they had their moment on Mustafar where he becomes Vader in episode three. Yeah. It's the craziest lightsaber battle of all time. Yeah. And which little side note, the force push that they do, cheesiest fucking shit of all time. I can't stand looking at it anymore. <laughs> in theaters, I was like, oh my God. And then as I got older, I was like, they're just not high fiving. That's all they're doing is not high fiving. <laughs> or I like when they're just like, <laughs> just and not even hitting lightsabers they're, and they're just wiggling they're it around. Both just spinning it as fast as they can in front of each other. <laughs> but it's <laughs> like when buddies get into a fight and they don't want to actually hit each other, so they're just like punching really fast at their face, but not hitting them when they're kids. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so that fight had its own faults, right? For what it was, but in terms of the lore, in terms of this, it was such a significant thing, right? And right. then the weight it carried was great. Everybody's been wanting a standalone Obi Wan film, yeah. or something, and then the show's announced, and this is the moment everyone's hyped for. Is right? They're gonna reunite. There's gonna be another confrontation, and it, it was happens flat as fuck <laughs> happens and it was almost like a comedy movie because right. they stand there for a beat and then obi-wan just turns and runs away it's yakking sacks yeah. as he's running and away. then it was just this bizarre sequence of like uh, like i told you of like this just total like jason yeah of he's running and he turns around and there's vader just yeah slowly walking yeah and it's him. just like some of the editing choices are bad. Yeah. But it, it Overall, is one of those though, things where I'm like, I can roll my eyes and wish right. this was better, but I'm still geeking out like crazy that yeah. I'm watching Darth Vader in Obi-Wan. And Obi- like, yeah, and I just, like, we, we talked about this too uh, when we were having that beer. Like, it it doesn't mess with the canon at all, the timeline. Right. Because all Vader says in episode four in A New Hope is, I haven't felt this presence since, and yep. that's it. Yep. So they could meet a dozen times from now until then. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it all plays out for Me sure. Too. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'm I, kind of curious to see how they're going to wrap it up in two more episodes. Um, yeah, I was that. I just thought that because I was thinking it was going to be a tenor. Yeah, like, I was hoping it would be. And but, then I realized it wasn't, so I'm like, Phew. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, they got a lot to wrap up, and... <sighs> If that's the only point where he and Vader meet up, or and it doesn't get a second season, mm. I'm probably gonna hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll I guess, be so mad. I guess the note that it ends on is gonna be very vital yeah, for because how I can it's I can handle some bad episodes. I can even handle a bad season mm-hmm. if the payoff is right. Like I understand that there needs to be build up. There mm-hmm. needs to be like yeah. If you fudge the build up, okay. Whatever, like that's a bummer, but is the payoff worth right, it? Right, right, right. And so, you know, if if it ends on a cliffhanger, we get a second season. Cool, I can live with that. <clears throat> if it if it ends and that's the only confrontation between Obi Wan and Vader, and that's a wrap for the show, that's gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be mad at whoever directed and wrote that. <clears throat> yeah, that would be real rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so I've just been psyched. I've been literally by the day more and more like obsessed with top gun 
yeah. with the new one of just how good it was. Like, it was funny because I even heard somebody, like, mention how good that final act is. Mm -hmm. And then we saw it, and it was really good. But I was like, you know, I don't know that I'd hype it up like crazy. Like, it was really good. Yeah. I'd recommend it. I, but I it mean, wasn't... I felt pinned to my chair. Right. You... <laughs> I had to the pee the whole time. Done and we both were like... We oh. all three, so we were there with our buddy Carl, and all three of us stood up and were like, "We're we were like <clears throat> sore because right. of how much we were just like clenching in our in our seats." Right. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, just the better and better and better it went. And I, okay, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I gotta say, just so you're aware of what I'm talking about, we'll, we can beep it we'll out. Go. But that moment. He shows up to do the run on his own. Mm -hmm. From that moment on, you're like, huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. What's happening? Right. And you are literally. He lives up to his name, Maverick. You're literally gripping your seat in awe and yeah. in hype and it's, suspension. And, and what's crazy about it is that from that scene has really honestly low stakes compared to the finale yeah but you but still feel that tension impactful like yeah. crazy like everything yeah. everything weighs on whatever mm -hmm. happens right now and it's not yeah it's not even like the climax or right. like a, the stakes are just maverick is fired <laughs> right. that's he it either does this or he doesn't and right. nothing right really happens but i guess if he does it then we're talking about a new ball game type of right. moment. We're talking about John Hamm fucking those kids over. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I, I've just been building hype on it. I've been thinking, and I'm like, literally just spreading the word. And I'm like, have it's, you seen Top Gun? Yeah, you got to go good. see it. And then I was like, we got a podcast. We got a platform. We need a Top Gun episode. Yep. Because. The Oscars campaign starts right here. <laughs> Wait. On our show. We're going to need some contacts, I think. TC couldn't make it. <laughs> He's too busy with David Miscavige. But when they win clear. or when there's a revolution, if they lose, yeah. historians will be able to look back and be like, the Oscars campaign started on Reed and Josh's podcast. We were the murder of Franz Ferdinand for World if War One. Top Gun Maverick doesn't win Best Picture. If Tom Cruise's charisma doesn't win Best Actor, and most importantly, if Miles Teller's mustache doesn't win Best Supporting Actor, <laughs> the Oscars is officially a sham. most ridiculous fucking shit you've ever seen. Okay, I feel like I'm the loose cannon in usually on this one. And you basically like... Good God. All right, you know what, Reed? I'm going to stand behind you on this. You better, because I don't know if you are remotely tuned in to the youths of today, but that mustache is a defining moment for this generation. Honestly, that... I... There was a period where I had I would a have shown up with a mustache if my wife wouldn't divorce me if I ever shaved. Exactly. The only reason I don't rock a mustache every day of my life is because my wife doesn't want to touch my penis. 
It's, yeah, that's a real solid reason yeah. to not ever shave. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll do it again eventually. Like, I don't know, I'll just take like a month vow of celibacy just so I can <laughs> rock the dirt stash. Yep. Yeah. So that's just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on it. Yeah, man. Top Gun, it was awesome <clears throat> movie. Like, for I, sure, gonna watch it again. Yeah. I pulled up some, some stuff on it because I, I heard this when we went to go see it mm-hmm. and it blows my mind. It's Top Gun Maverick is Tom Cruise's highest grossing domestic box office movie of all time. And it hit that in two weeks. That's crazy considering the amount of Mission Impossibles there are. Yeah. This uh, Here's a quote from The Hollywood Reporter. <clears throat> Nothing short of an astonishment swept across Hollywood for the June 3rd to 5th weekend when Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick dropped a mere 29% in its Memorial Day launch thanks to spectacular word of mouth. That's the lowest decline in history for a movie opening to $100 million or more. Uh, and a slim decline for any movie, according to Comscore. A decline of 50% would have been considered excellent, or 55%. Uh, a bigger Hollywood tentpole opens, the more inclined it is to drop 60% or more. Wow. So it was ready, It was predicted to hit that and be hailed as success, and it only dropped uh, 29%. I mean, I feel like whoever was in charge of casting is it's flawless because well just because just the fact that you have miles teller mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. um so he's already kind of like a younger generation pull right yep uh you know i liked him i, I thought he was great in whiplash mm-hmm. um he did that movie with jonah hill which wasn't good but he was good in it mm-hmm. um he was dog shit and fantastic four um <laughs> but uh and then you have Tom Cruise, who is just a international movie star. Yeah. Like, he is one of a few remaining movie stars. You've got Tom Cruise. You've got Brad Pitt. You've got, I mean, kind of Angelina Jolie. <clears throat> um, uh, Sandra Bullock. But, like, there's, there's only a handful of, like, movie stars left. Right. And... So like you know you you cast those two people, and then you sprinkle in a John Ham, and yeah, just those like supporting roles yeah, were like yeah. John Ham, and then um, getting to see Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, uh, Ed Harris, Ed Harris, yeah, he had a real small part, but even that was like it brought something yeah big to the table, and it needed a big name for it yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and and you had some returning cast too. Um, Warlock, mm-hmm. that was was that his call sign? The older the older black guy with John yeah. Hamm, Warlock. I think that, so. Yeah, that was call sign. Um, he, he was in the original. Yeah, and so like you, I mean, they they hit the right amount of youth and nostalgia, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not shocked at all that it did as well as it did. Yeah, and aside from its success just from a movie narrative standpoint was I loved that. Like I was saying how he just kind of failed and wasn't like the number one and didn't come out on top. Like that's still a point in this. And they managed Mm -hmm. to make that a legit, this movie has a lot more heart and story to it. Yeah. Which is saying like, there's a lot for an action movie. Yeah. And they managed to leverage it in such a way 
Yeah. That it makes everything much more meaningful. Because Maverick actually has to answer for the sins of his past, mm-hmm. which he does like, j- I mean, he loses his best friend mm-hmm. and then flies with the guy he hated. Yeah. And so you don't like, yeah, Goose dying sucks. Mm-hmm. It's super sad, but it doesn't, the, the gravity of it doesn't last long. Right. And this whole movie is, there's that tension of like, hey, I killed your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. There's uh, the originals very just like fast pace happens over a small period of time. Just everyone's a rock star, even though they're like totally like breaking the law and not doing the right thing and don't win, but they're just badass doing it. And you're just like, yeah. "Yeah." (laughs) (laughs) And then the movie's over. Like there isn't really any like substance beyond mm-hmm. just like this is 80s awesome action yeah. movie yeah it's an 80s boner all the way through yeah and this one managed to like turn that into a, a story yeah um but yeah so then it's on on par to land in the 900 mil global might That's be crazy. tom cruise's first billion dollar movie i mean that i the fact that he doesn't have one is kind of shocking to that me. That really, I mean, the fact that this already beat his record yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. The closest it was, uh, I think there were two Mission Impossibles, World of the Worlds, but then the next one was Top Gun 1. Wow. World of the Worlds, that was kind of a bummer. That was a letdown a little bit. I, it was fine, but like... Yeah. That was one... I think that story in general falls flat for me. Because, like, yeah. the aliens just die because they drank our water and got our cold or whatever. Like, eh. That's one that I loved when it came out. And I think I like it up till the end. <clears throat> right. The ending doesn't feel... It just kind of feels like, oh, we're okay on accident? Like, that's cool. <laughs> right. Like, the aliens didn't look into what most of our planet's made out of. Right. They could, like, <laughs> zip all the way here, but then right. they didn't think of yeah i think that one's as good as it is solely because of what tom cruise brings to the table on that and he's just such a like spectacle to watch in that movie yeah um all right well unless you got anything else to add i got a good closing i got i got a story to close on all right Um, i don't think i have anything else to add Except for my kid figured out doors. <clears throat> Your new one that was just born? Nope. Oh. The first one. He okay. figured out doors. <laughs> walked in on my wife and I as we're wrapping up our post marital <laughs> love. We hear the door open. Literally, my wife goes, we really need to get make sure like we shut our door. And mm-hmm. then two seconds later, we hear his door just go click. And we just hear pet, 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 pet down the hall. I'm like, oh. And I jump in my closet. I'm like, go back to your room, bud. <laughs> <laughs> It's way easier. Did you guys both duck and cover? Yeah. I mean, Hannah like rolled and covered because <laughs> she's super pregnant yeah. at the time. But Absolutely. like, it's, I like, I had like a pair of shorts within reach of my foot and I like scooped them on and I yeah. was like, all right, buddy, go back to bed right now. It's so much easier for the wives to just like play that moment off. Yeah. You've got to just like leave the house like you, you can't be it's one of those things where it's like if they walk in on it it looks like dad's like fighting <laughs> what mom, are you doing to mom? Yeah. what are you doing to my mother yeah yeah <clears throat> oh that's a that's a that's a milestone moment for you really i'm just bummed he figured out doors we were had a good strong <laughs> yeah, I, like if you would have made it till five and was like oh dad i just figured this out do you have like, the the knob or the handles uh we have knobs room. and so i we put a child 
knob cover on the inside yep. of his room. Yeah, like, it ain't getting out. <laughs> Bought a little bit more time. He just bangs on the door and yells, "Let me out of here!" At like nine o'clock at <laughs> this night. This room is a prison. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's great. Well, yeah. congrats, new new levels, yep. new levels, new devils. <laughs> oh yeah, you ain't kidding. All right, so this was the perfect tee off to to bring to the pod. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, especially tying into this. So here's the minor spoiler. Mm-hmm. If you, This is literally the opening scene of the new movie, so it's not big at all. Yeah. But if you want to go in totally cold, jump ahead like 30 seconds. Um, so the opening scene is they're flying this new crazy jet, right? Yeah. They're going to test it. And it's it's what I assumed was based on like a new version of the, um, of the SR-71. Yeah. Which... I immediately thought of this story. Great one-hit wonder punk band, though, SR-71. <laughs> um, anytime that plane is is talked about on the internet at all, yeah, this comes up, this story comes up, and you have to read it every time. One sec. Fast forward another 30 seconds, because we just talked about 30 seconds and <laughs> okay. never hit the spoiler. Okay. Well, no, that was the fact oh. that that they're oh, testing yeah, yeah. Okay, that. okay, okay. All right, you so can now, now. now you've ruined it. Now we got to, if you're still, if you're just tuning in, jump ahead five more seconds. Yeah, I mean, it was just that one scene. Yeah. Um, but um, so that plane that that's, um, I assumed watching it was ba- was going to be like a new ver- I didn't know if there even was a real version, if it was like a fictionalized right. version of the new one. But I was like, that's for sure a new version of the SR-71. And <clears throat> I don't know a ton about aviation and all, and all of that world, but I know a little bit about that plane because it's so crazy. Isn't it like built in a way where like radar or sonar just bounces off of it? It's okay. So or maybe that was the Black it was Hawk born or, or it was it was uh, introduced in in the 1960s. I mm-hmm. think it was like 66. The first supersonic plane, right? And it's so fast it doesn't even have a top speed. Like it's just whatever. Like they never max it out. I don't think so. And uh, here's That's a little, terrifying. listen to this, this little snippet from Wikipedia um, is the most badass thing ever written about any plane ever. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Wait. So it, it was it introduced in the 1960s and they retired it in 1988 because most of what it w- uh, was used for was kind of taken over by like recon satellites mm-hmm. and the UAV drones. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so during aerial uh, recon missions, the SR-71 operated at high speeds and high altitudes, uh, Mach 3.2 and 85,000 feet uh, uh, that allowed it to uh, outrace or entirely avoid threats. If a surface-to-air missile was launched at it, the standard evasive action was to simply accelerate. What? Because it can just... Go faster than literally anything. Outrun a missile, which is meant to hit something going very, very fast. Yeah. And it blows my mind that this is from the 60s. I mean, who knows what technology we got from the aliens, bro? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was what? Roswell was 20 years post? 40-something? We probably got some shit from that, you know? They were like, we've suddenly made an ultimate aircraft. Yeah, it's like, no attention. Sudden, we figured out some stuff that was really stumping us. Okay. I know we just mastered the rotor planes. 
check this but, guy out. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then I looked it up for this. Uh, so one thing I noticed, I don't know if you did or if you know about this, was the plane in the movie had the skunk on the tail. Yep. Did you see that? Yeah. So that's a, a reference to Lockheed Martin's Skunk Works program. Okay. Which is what they where they test all of these crazy right. uh, aircraft. So they actually worked with uh, Lockheed Martin engineers. So they're actually making an SR-72 mm-hmm. right now, but they worked with the filmmakers to make this. It's a kind of a fake one. It's SR-72 Dark Star in the movie. Uh, so it's kind of a fictionalized version. What sure. it does in the movies right. is movies stuff. But um, So that's what that's based off of. Okay. Um, and they legit like worked with the people that make the original. That's crazy. So, but all of that reminded me of this story. Anytime that plane was posted on like Reddit or anywhere online, this story, <clears throat> either the text was pasted, it was the top comment or yep. the video was linked to it. And you have to read it every time because it's so good. Yep. So I'm like, this right. is the note we're ending on. Wet my whistle quick. Wet your whistle. This episode is sponsored by Miller Lite. <laughs> I wish it was sponsored by Miller Lite. <laughs> they sponsor Conan, so why wouldn't they sponsor this? Yep. All right. So this was uh, from Major Brian Scholl. He's a retired mm-hmm. uh, Air Force pilot. Mm-hmm. So in these in these things, they're flying so high, they legit are in like astronaut suits. Yeah. For these. These are... Uh, it's basically an in-orbit <laughs> spaceship. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of things we couldn't do in the SR-71, but we were the fastest guys on the block and loved reminding our fellow aviators of this fact. People often asked us if, because of this fact, it was fun to fly the jet. Fun wouldn't be the word I used to describe it. Intense, maybe. Even cerebral. But there was one day in our sled when we would have had to say that it was pure fun to be the fastest guys out there for at least a moment. It occurred when Walt and I were flying our final training shorty. We needed 100 hours in the jet to complete our training and to attain mission-ready status. Somewhere over Colorado, we passed that century mark. We had made the turn into Arizona, and the jet was performing flawlessly. My gauges were wired in the front seat, and we were feeling pretty good about ourselves, not because we were soon be flying real missions, but because we had gained a great deal of confidence in the plane over the past 10 months. Ripping across the barren deserts at 80,000 feet below us, I could already see the coast of California from Arizona. Jeez. I was finally, after many humbling months of simulations and study, ahead of the jet. I was beginning to feel a bit sorry for Walter in the back seat. There he was, no real good view of the incredible sights before us, tasked with monitoring four different radios. This was good practice for him when we began flying real missions, when a priority transmission from headquarters could be vital. It had been difficult, too, for me to relinquish control of the radios, as my entire flying career I had controlled my own transmissions, but it was part of the division of duties that the plane and I had adjusted to. I insisted on talking on the radio when we were on the ground. However, uh, Walt was so good at many things, but he couldn't match the expertise of sounding quite as smooth on the radios, (laughs) a skill that I had been honed sharply with many years in fighter squadrons, where the slightest radio misuse was grounds for beheading. (laughs) He understood that and allowed me that luxury. Just to get a sense of what Walt had to contend with, I pulled the radio toggle switches and monitored the frequencies along with him. 
the predominant radio chatter was from the Los Angeles Center, far below us, controlling daily traffic in their center. While they had us in their scope, albeit briefly, we were in uncontrolled airspace and normally would talk, not talk to them unless we needed to descend into their airspace. We listened as the shaky voice of a lone Cessna pilot asked Center for a readout of his ground speed. Center replied, November Charlie 175, I'm showing you at 90 knots on the ground. Now, the thing to understand about control centers was that whether they were talking to a rookie pilot or a Cessna or to Air Force One, they always spoke in that exact same calm, deep, professional tone that made one feel important. I referred to it as the Houston Center voice. I've always felt that over the years of seeing documentaries on this country's space program and listening to the calm, distinct voice of the Houston control centers, that all other control centers since would sound like that. And they basically did. And it didn't matter what sector of the country would be flying in, it always seemed like the same guy was talking. Over the years, that tone of voice had become somewhat of a comforting sound to pilots everywhere. Conversely, over the years, pilots always wanted to ensure that, when transmitting, they sounded like John Wayne. Better to die than to sound bad on the radios. Just moments after that Cessna's inquiry, a twin beach piped up on the frequencies in a rather superior tone asking for his ground speed. I have you at 125 knots of ground speed. Boy, I thought that Beechcraft must be really uh, dazzling his Cessna brethren. (laughs) Then out of the blue, a Navy F-18 pilot came up on the frequency. You knew right away it was a Navy jock because he sounded so cool on the radio. Center, Dusty 5-2, ground speed check. Before Center could reply, I'm thinking to myself, hey, Dusty 5-2 on ground speed indicator, they've got that on the on their million-dollar cockpit, so why is he? And then I got it. Old Dusty here was making sure that every bug smasher from Mount Whitney to the Mojave knew how fast and what true speed really was. <laughs> he was the fastest dude in the valley today, and he just wants everyone to know how much fun he's having in that new Hornet. And the relay, always with that same calm voice, and with a little more distinct alteration than emotion. Dusty 5-2, center, we have you at 620 on the ground. I thought to myself, well, this is a ripe situation. As my hand instinctively reached for the mic button, I had to remind myself that Walt was in control of the radios. Still, I thought this must be done. In mere seconds, we'll be out of the sector and the opportunity will be lost. That hornet must die and die now. (laughs) I thought about our sim training and how important it was that we developed as a crew and knew that to jump on the radios now would destroy the integrity of all that we had worked toward becoming. I was torn. Somewhere 13 miles above Arizona, there was a pilot screaming inside his space helmet. And then I heard it, the click of the mic button from the back seat. That was the very moment I knew that Walter and I had become a crew. Very professionally and with no emotion, Walter spoke. Los Angeles Center, Aspen 20, can you give us a ground speed check? There was no hesitation and the relay came as if it was an everyday request. Aspen 20, I show you at 1,842 knots across the ground. (laughs) I think it was the 42 that I liked the best. So accurate and proud Control Center was to deliver that information without hesitation. And you just knew he was smiling. But the precise point that I knew that Walt and I were going to be really good friends for a long time was when he keyed the mic once more and said... Ah, center, much thanks. We're showing closer to 1900 on the money. (laughs) 
That's great. For a moment, Walter was God, and we finally heard that little crack in the armor, that Houston Center voice, when L.A. came back with, Roger that, Aspen. Your equipment's probably a little more accurate than ours. You boys have a good one. (laughs) All of it lasted for mere moments, but in that short, memorable sprint across the Southwest, the Navy had been flamed, All mortal airplanes on the frequency were forced to bow before the king of speed. And more importantly, Walter and I had crossed the threshold from being a crew. A fine day's work, and we never heard another transmission from that frequency all the way to the coast. For just one day, it truly was fun being the fastest guys out there. That's awesome. So they were going 1,900 knots. That's 2,186 miles per hour. And they're still... And there's a guy steering that. <laughs> and they're just cruising. Yeah. Like, I've watched that on video where he kind of goes into a little more detail. And yeah. some of their training, like, they go coast to coast in two hours in that thing. That's bonkers. And Coast to coast in <laughs> two hours. That's yeah. insane. They, I think that there's a week downtime after every flight in one of those because they have to just repair the ship. Because yeah, it's because, going so fast. Because it's just like exploding through the sky. Right. That's, that is <clears throat> wild, dude. And I always love that story because it's everybody involved one. Yeah. Like even, first of all, imagine being that little Cessna. That's like tweeting as like a little like high school theater actor yeah. and saying something about an actor accolade and then someone else. And then Tom. And then, yeah. and then Broadway tweets. Yeah. Uh, but then Tom Cruise chimes into your Twitter chain, and you're just like, "Yeah, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> gonna put this yeah. on my resume somehow." Yeah, like, so he's psyched out, and just imagine like you chime in and you hear all that play out. Yeah, but even like the F-18, where he's like, "I'm gonna show these dudes what's up," right? Like he Not gets knowing totally that that, dethroned, that's our but it's, it's by some by such greatness right. that you're just like. Damn it. Yeah. I like, can't even oh, be they're, mad. They're tripling my speed. I guess I should just shut the hell up. Right. Like, even you are like, you land and you go tell everybody that story. Oh, yeah. Like, even though you got bested. Yeah. And then yeah. ground control, like, that's the worst job. Like, it's so, like, the, right. the levels of stress and all and, this stuff. And, and they just, you get to just, like. Right. That gets to be a bright spot in that <laughs> right. dude's life like forever. Everybody. That was a highlight of everybody's career that was yeah. involved in that. Yeah. Well, Man, this is a good episode, dude. This is great. Yeah, we got back to form. I didn't get hammered. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a good episode. My only wish was we could just like close out on the Top Gun guitar song. Yeah, a little Kenny Rogers, or not Kenny Rogers. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what song. It's just the. It's just like the guitar riff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if it's an actual oh, thing or oh, the. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> Yeah, it's like the the Top Gun theme. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I brought. I hope everyone had a great 4th of July. Yep. Celebrated hard, stayed safe. Yep. God bless America. Don't blow off any fingers and... uh, God bless Pete Mitchell. That's Maverick's real name. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) I just know him as Maverick. When they kept saying Pete, I was like, that's his fucking name? This Pete guy. Yeah. It's not quite as cool as Maverick. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, you know what? This was a fun episode. <clears throat> I liked it. Yeah. I like having a... So, 
you know, happy 4th of July, happy 2023. Fourth. Yep. Alexa, play Hold My Hand by Lady Gaga. That yeah, bitch gonna do it. She gonna do it. She gonna do it. This is gonna. This is my. We can only play a few seconds of this without getting tagged. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>